Ma Coco? Aye. For Maui, it's a new beginning. With honor and deep respect, we're moving forward. We're ready to get people back to work. We all have to do our part, and we'll make this happen. Working together. We are ready to work. Ready to serve. All ready. 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 We are ready. For more information, visit makokomoe.com. The Mothership Podcast is sponsored by Hawaii Surrogacy Center. Start your family with Hawaii's leading surrogacy agency. The Mothership Podcast is sponsored by Hawaii Surrogacy Center. Start your family with Hawaii's leading surrogacy agency. November, as you may know or may not know, is National Adoption Month. And Chris and Manny are joining us to share how an organization here in Hawaii helped them realize their dreams of having a family. In fact, it was just last month we heard that they welcomed and adopted their beautiful daughter into their home. So we want to thank you so much, Chris and Manny, for joining us on the Mothership Podcast. Thank you for having us. Yes. All right. So where do we begin? I guess, first off, congratulations. Thank you. So was it a long process? So the, so it, the adoption journey has been a little over a year, but our journey to growing our family has been almost eight years. So this is a journey that we've definitely prayed, hoped, and believed for, for a very long time. And so The adoption journey started um, in October of 2021, um, which is full circle um, when she was born on September 12th. So in total, um, one year, but we definitely know that our journey is not the norm. Um, We know that there's many, many families who are still um, and have been waiting. And so we just are truly blessed to have Um, And we believe it's timing. Um, Our hearts were ready and we just soaked the whole process in. And Mm -hmm. so um, we just thank all of the people that came along our path to encourage us, help us along the way. Can you tell us a little bit of background about um, the two of you, you know, where you're from and um, what set you on this path to begin with? Well, so I was born in Little Rock, Arkansas, but I was raised in Texas. So a long way from where I'm from. So um, my my wife and I, so she was born and raised here in Aia, right? Mm -hmm. And so my wife and I met uh, in Texas and, you know, that's kind of where we met. And um, we ended up losing touch after a while and we reconnected and we kind of started a long distance relationship and it got really serious and we're like okay what are we going to do here and I was like oh you know what I'll move so 
you know, looked out, uh, looked and found a job out here and moved out here and been out here ever since. That was in 2000. And, um, he moved out here in 2013 and we got married in 2015. Mm. Um, what set us on this journey is, um, we, I've, we've always de- desired to have a family. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, every new married couple, the goal is to, you know, be married for the, tr- the one year and then start our family. Um, and that's what we, that's what our goal was. We waited one year and we said, you know, what, let's start. Um, but unfortunately, in 2017, I found out that I was unable to have babies naturally. And it was just due to the diagnosis that I had. And so that's really what started our journey um, through growing our family. And um, we've fostered, um, we've tried IVF, we've hanaid, and, you know, it was a healing process. All of those years were truly a healing process for us, where in 2021, it brought us to a point where we were ready to embark on this adoption journey. Um, And we really believe our hearts were ready. How did you even know where to turn to, though? I mean, when you, you know, encountered those challenges. Yeah, so our faith really grounded us. Um, There was uh, a phrase that we hung on to for the last seven years, and we we, uh, reminded each other to focus on the joy in the journey. Um, Because so many times in life, and we're definitely not the only couple who's struggling, or we're not this is not the only uh, situation where people are struggling. But many times for us, we realize that if we just get so fixated on something that we want, we lose sight of the beauty around us and the life and the family and the friends that we have around us and the blessings. And so we, uh, we hung on to hope, our faith grounded us, and we reminded ourselves to have joy in the journey. Mm-hmm. And did somebody tell you folks about the organization or how did that come about? Yeah. So, yeah, so, um, so we had started off with family tree uh, during our sort of certification mm-hmm. or home study for foster. So we were already linked with them. And so when it came to uh, adoption, uh, what we did was we went to, through Christian Adoption Agency? Christian Adoption Consultant. So let me just rewind. Um, I believe, <laughs> so Catholic Charities were, was actually the uh, organization we went through foster care. Oh, yeah. A family tree, so adoption is daunting. Yeah. Um, it was actually very intimidating. Uh, we didn't know where to start. I remember asking my husband, and I said, listen, if we're going to do this, I need your help. Like, I can't be doing this by myself because I just didn't know where to look. And so he actually hopped on the Internet and he started Googling um, where to go. And he found a family tree on on the Internet. And he said, hey, you know, I'm just going to reach out to them, send them an email. And so that's how we got linked up with the family tree. And the thing that which I really appreciate a family tree giving us the privilege to share a story here with you guys um, because they really embrace us as our their family and we love them so much yeah. from the training through the mentorship through the encouragement 
each and every one of them has embraced us as Ohana, and that's the only way we could have made it through. Yeah, the training was uh, was super interesting because we weren't the only family. So it was a few other families. So you get to see, you got we got to see other people whose journey and situation wasn't exactly the same as ours, but the end goal was the same, was to, you know, be available for um, a child to welcome into their family. So that was, a, it was pretty interesting as far as going through scenarios and meeting other people um, who were kind of in the same space as we are. And that's kind of one of those things that truly helps is when oftentimes it can feel very lonely. isolating and lonely um, because it, it might feel like you're the only one who's going through this journey. Uh, one of the difficult things that we face was we had, you know, many friends um, who are our age and all of a sudden you see, you know, baby news after baby news after baby news. And it's, you know, you sit back and you wonder, it's like, you know, are we the only ones? When is it going to be our turn? You know, then you'll have, you know, friends and family who, you know, they, they're, they ask, Hey, when are you going to start a family? It's like, oh, you know, this is what we've been trying for about seven years now. So, <laughs> but, um, when going through the training uh, for the first time, we got to meet other people who, like us, uh, just trying to start a family or trying to add to their family. So that was a, a real blessing in itself to just realize and understand that we weren't alone mm -hmm. in, in the journey that we were on. How, how old, can I ask, how old are you? I am 35. And I am 37. I see that that kind of is around the time, right, Brooke and Oli, when I guess people do start a family. So was it 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 you expressed to us just now and shared that there was training involved? Is that a requirement for this process, or, or can you just? I'm sure people listening in, if they're interested in this process, what 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 do you have to go through, and and are there certain qualifications that you need to meet, and is it pretty pretty selective? Um, is there a waiting list? Yeah, so I, the, the tr there is training, um, and I believe that any training is good. I don't think, I like everyone will say, you're never prepared for parenthood. Um, and so we really appreciated all the training that we received because we also learned a lot about um, what our what our child would need as an adoptee and how we needed to be there for him or her at that time um, as adoptive parents. But most importantly, um, one of the most important trainings that we received is how to connect with the birth mother. And I think that's so important. Many times um, you go into the adoption process thinking, okay, the goal is to get a child. But we forget about the mother and the beautiful thing that we've learned in our journey is how to love and embrace um, Issa's birth mom. And we know that, yes, we've adopted Issa, but we desire for her to have a future relationship with her birth mother. And so that's one of the trainings we've learned as well with the family tree and they um, they really advocate for birth parents um, and the importance mm -hmm. of um, nurture versus nature. 
and um, just helping us understand the perspective of the child, why it's so important. Yeah, so is that even an option to for you folks? Is that an option to stay in touch or? That's a great question. So we, when we, um, when we decided to adopt, we made the decision that we would do so with an open adoption. There are um, closed adoption and semi-closed adoption or semi-open adoptions, but um, just understanding the importance and the roles of um, who she needed in her life, not just for the present, but the future, mm -hmm. we decided that this was probably the best decision for us to make for her. And so we, um, we did commit to keeping an open relationship with the birth mom. And um, it doesn't mean that everything goes smoothly or perfectly, but that means that we keep our hearts open and continue to pursue her and keep that relationship available for her. Um, so in the future, if there's an opportunity, then you know she'll be able to uh, have that available to her. Yeah, it's, it's one of the things that we always felt that while um, while we're, you know, currently her parents, we're just basically stewards of her life and just really uh, doing our best to can, best we can to uh, make her the best version of herself as possible. But we were realistic in understanding that, you know, there are questions that she would have in the future that we couldn't answer. Um, and we thought it would be important to make sure that, you know, her mother was in her life just from the start. So that way there's no questions of identity of who I am or, or, or where I come from or, you know, what are my parents like? You know, that's, that's a relationship that will start and be built early on. Mm -hmm. So that was something that was very important to us because we're just one facet of our uh, of her life. And one thing that we wanted to honor is just the the bravery and the courage of her yeah. of, of her birth mom. I mean, because it it's very selfless to want to to understand that, hey, you know, I don't have the resources available or ready to me uh, to raise this child and give them the best possible life. So to to reach out and to find another family who's willing to step up and, you know, take on that role it is it's extremely selfless. It's extremely brave. And that is something that shouldn't be secret or something that should be realized later on. It's something that should be embraced. Mm -hmm. uh, it's definitely something that should be honored. And we want to make sure that, that she knows that and that relationship starts very early. The birth mom, as I understand, is in Texas? Yes. Mm -hmm. Coincidentally, you're from Texas. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Same area? No. Not quite, not quite the same area, but uh, it, it works out because, you know, what we commit to uh, yearly visits and I can see my family at the same time. So it works out great. That's great. That's great. Um, so was it an expensive journey? Is it expensive? <laughs> um, I guess, I, I don't know, Noli and Brooke, um, have you guys heard Nanny's of smiling. Um, stories about 
um, adoption, uh, what I've heard was that, you know, there's like such a long wait. And I don't know if the, this is a myth or if it's an outdated, you know, if it's, it's changed, but I've heard that it's like a long wait for some families and it's really challenging. Um, I don't know, Noli and Brooke, have you guys heard otherwise or? Brooke? I feel like my, I think my knowledge is pretty outdated from, you know, my, my mom's friends times. And I think there was a lot of long waiting um lots of heartbreak right I think there's a bunch of things and lots of joy too with it um because both of my mom's work partners from when she was working both actually all three three of them actually have adopted kids which is really cool she was the only one that had biological kids of her own so I think that was really cool so you know lots of like happy happy stories there but I think it was a long waiting process um I I, I want to say too that I feel like Manny and Chris, you know, it's selfless of you folks to keep it open too, right? And I just want to make sure that's recognized. And also, um, I had a question about just how does family tree, do they like match you folks up or does the biological mother get to choose and find the right match for her based on kind of your portfolio? How does that all work? Great question. So to kind of go back to Stephanie's question too, the um, and I'll answer both. But um, the process, I do believe it's tedious. There's a lot of paperwork and yes, it is expensive, mm -hmm. but I think for good reason, because we're not, um, we're not just, we're receiving a gift and it's something that we cherish. And it's something that um, any family that goes through the adoption process and who um, fulfills all in each criteria diligently, they know that it's worth it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yes, there's so many background checks and <laughs> so many security clearances that we have to go through, but you need to because we're being entrusted with a precious life. And so I think it's so important. And I just, you know, I thank all of the administrators who are pushing the paperwork for us um, because that's big on their part as well. So that contributes to the process. Um, also having to go through the state for all your clearances and background checks, that takes a while too. Um, but um, something that we learned is called ethical adoption. And that's really what a lot of agencies are focusing on, including a family tree. Um, sorry, my hair was cutting. Oh, sorry. Including <laughs> <laughs> Um, is ethical adoption. And ethical adoption actually really focuses on the birth mother, where the process as you complete everything and you uh, make it to the matching phase, um, we present our family profiles. And our family profiles are um, given to birth moms who um, match, our, match our preferences. So the birth mom may get 5, 10, 15 family profiles, but ultimately it's their choice whom mm -hmm. and whom they feel like their child would grow up best in. Yeah, and as far as like uh, the, the process, I think the beauty of adoption is all of the people who come together for one singular purpose. So all of our home studies and a lot of our background checks was done by Family Tree, but uh, we went with uh, an adoption agency in Texas, mm -hmm. Texan Adoption Center. 
And, you know, there was this sort of joint venture that you have for, you know, that they did on our behalf to see that we would have a family. So it's, it's beautiful in the sense that you've got these separate entities, all with the same goal in mind, all with the same heart. And it's like, wow, you've got so many people in you, when you sit back and you think it's not as lonely anymore mm -hmm. because you've got all of these individuals who are rooting for you, who are, you know, praying for you, who are checking on you and making sure is, Hey, are you all right? What's the process? Do you need any help? Do you have any questions? Mm -hmm. And it's like, like, wow, you've got all of these individuals, all of these names and faces who are just working together to see that you start your own family or that you welcome a new life into your family. So it's, it's pretty awesome. So you mentioned the cost and it was expensive. Can I ask you how much in all that it costs? Total, um, we calculated it. At the end, it'll be at $65,000. And so it is a myth. It is a myth then that the process is long, that families have to wait or? Not a myth. It's not a myth. Um, again, our, we understand that our journey is not nearly as long as some other families. And so we feel blessed. But um, we know that someone mentioned heartache too. Um, there is a lot of holding your breath in the process of matching because we also presented to two birth moms prior to presenting to um, our daughters. And it's um, you're just waiting to see if you get picked. And that can get very taxing emotionally, mentally, um, just waiting to see, will they pick me? Will they pick me? Is it our turn now? And not, not to um, add just all of the other things that are happening in the background, you know, just are you making sure that funds are in place and administrative things, licenses are um, up to date. And so there's a lot of factors and I really applaud all adoptive parents or families who are on the, the journey of adoption because um, it takes a lot of perseverance mm -hmm. and it definitely takes a lot of um, just, yeah, grit and, and passion to yeah. continue. Yeah, it's definitely not for the faint of heart because there's just so many things that you have to account for. Uh, a lot of your certifications and background checks are only good for so one long, year. for like one year. And so sure. get past that. You've got to go through all of that vetting process all over again. You change jobs, like that has to be accounted for. Yeah. A relative moves into your home. They have to get a background check as well. So there are so many things and yes it is hard yes it can be very long um but the reward in it all is far worth it and when you reach the end of it it's you'll yeah. you understand and there are many families who like this is not their only you know adopted child they'll go back for a second and a third and it's because they understand like the reward at the end of it and there's such great need such a great loving healthy families there's a great need for lo loving healthy families for these children who are just longing for a healthy home so in all the process took you would you one say? year one year wow okay, okay. with the training and and all that 
and the yeah. background checks from beginning to end it was one year exactly yeah we were definitely, <laughs> definitely an exception to maybe okay. the norm yeah so. i was gonna ask yeah is is that typical timeline or is your are you guys a little bit on the quicker side or yeah, what's definitely. the average do you guys know like from the other couple no but i do know some families who've been waiting two three years mm. wow. i've heard some as long as five wow. you know because you have to remember uh it's it's the mom who can choose you and and that's and that's a, that's kind of where the, the heartbreak is is you know, it's it's the mom who gets to choose, you know, where she wants her child to be raised and whom she wants to, to raise them. And so that's the part that can be, you know, very lengthy. And sometimes you can get picked and you're going through the process and something happens very in circumstances and sometimes it falls through. So it can it can be very hard and very challenging. And when adopting a child, do you have a say in, in the gender, um, you know, maybe even in, if you want it to be a certain ethnicity? I mean, how much of a choice is there and a say that you have? Yes, we, um, so that's in the preference sheet. Um, at the beginning of every adoption journey, you need to complete a, a preference sheet. And it's, it's for, um, and it's part of the training as well that a, that a family tree provides. But um, you need to really be realistic with yourself. Um, and they taught us to take our time and be honest because you're not, you're, you're thinking about, you know, the future of the child. And so the most difficult part in the preference sheet was choosing, you know, if our child had, you know, if the child had special uh, needs or had disabilities were we prepared to handle that and of course like you know your heart is like oh you know I just want all the babies but you have to be realistic with ourselves and say like are we prepared to provide the love and care and community for this child and so we did need to complete a preference sheet gender ethnicity something that Manny and I took into consideration was identity association and we didn't want our child to look at us and say I don't look like you or I don't look like anybody in your our family and so we we had a long conversation about that as well mm -hmm. um so yeah it's it's actually um one of the the processes that we needed to complete prior to being fully certified was our preference sheet. Now, what about um, for people listening and say they don't have a partner, say that they're single, but they've always wanted a family. Is this opportunity available to them as well? It absolutely is. Yes. Yes. Um, there, we have seen family profiles with um, family of one. Family of one. <laughs> who's looking to grow to two. Mm -hmm. And I think the message here about adoption is, you know, it comes from an, a heart and love that overflows. Um, you can't give from an empty well. And so what we've had to learn in parenting as well is that we have to constantly be working on our marriage, on our communication, because um, <laughs> you can't, <laughs> child what he or she needs if 
you don't have love to give. And so absolutely, there's so many, um, being also in the, the foster system, uh, there's so many children who are just longing for just love. And I think that's the most important thing um, as human beings, we need to survive is love. Oh, I, I wanted to ask you folks if you're willing to share kind of, can you walk us through the process of when you found out that you were picked and how, the emotions and oh, what yeah. you guys do? And <laughs> it's a... Oh man, yes, I would love to share. Um, this whole journey has truly been a miracle for us. Um, it's been a long time coming. And so where I will start is in May, when we received our certification to begin presenting to birth mothers. My sisters and my girlfriends asked me, what baby shower I wanted. This was in May of 2022. And I was just like, I don't know, guys, like, we don't even know when we're going to adopt. But Manny and I both fell in our heart that it was going to be the fall. And so I told them, you know what, okay, um, the last Saturday of August, and they're like, all right, we got you. Don't worry about it. We're going to put together your dream uh, baby shower. Well, time is going by, right? And we're presenting and nothing, presenting and nothing. And Friday, August 19th, we received her profile from the birth mom. And we talked about it and we both agreed. We were actually on date night. Yeah. And we said, you know what? Yeah, let's just, let's just put, let's put in our name and let's see what happens. Well, yeah, this was at the 11th hour. Like we were still talking back and forth. And I think we were like the last profile because we put it in right at the last We were the last. And we found out that we were, after the fact, we were the last profile that she reviewed. So we didn't hear anything. And we usually hear something within 24 hours. So Saturday went by, Sunday went by. And I was like, my goodness, like just kind of like waiting what happened. So I mess, I sent an email, no reply. 12.30 on Sunday afternoon, so that was the 21st, I received a call from the adoption specialist. She said, the birth mother really loved your profile and she wants to meet you. And um, this is called like a pre-match. And so we, we, I cried. I was, we were in a public area. I think we just finished service. <laughs> Yeah. And I was just bawling. And then, you know, all my family, they were just kind of looking at me like, is Crystalline okay? Um, and it was just a moment. It was such a surreal moment. Um, yeah, we weren't, we weren't matched. Um, it wasn't a final match. She just wanted to meet us. But the feeling of being chosen and picked was just, I, it was, it was almost so close to like, I'm going to be mom. Hmm. And I've always desired to be mom. And um, we met her on Monday morning. And the beautiful thing is, you know, they coach us on not to, to focus on the birth mother, to not focus on the, the birth of the baby. And so we're just getting to know her. And the birth mother initiated, you know, do you have a name? 
for the baby. And I said, if you're okay, we'd be happy to. So we she welcomed us and we shared um, her name that we have chosen is Isabella Rain. And she was so touched because it was a confirmation to her because the name she chose was Legacy Rain. And so it was just a confirmation to her that this was the match for her. And on Wednesday, we matched. And if you look on the calendar, the baby shower was three days after. So the baby shower was picked in May. In May. And it just happened to be three days prior to when we matched. So. So it was just, we just knew that there was something special. And this was truly our miracle. And it was our time to just rejoice and reflect (laughs) just reflect on all of the there was so much purpose in the pain and it really developed our character and when we when we stood in the middle of our baby shower we just soaked it all in and we just couldn't believe it and it was just perfect and then we were we were flying to Texas on September 8th, yeah. three weeks after. What was that like? Exciting. <laughs> really, really exciting. Like, I mean, it's, you, well, so, you know, we, we had just, you know, purchased our home a year prior. And so we're just used to just us, just us, just our things, you know, Chris is very particular how, you know, she has everything set up and then slowly but surely we've got all of this extra color in the house. So there's, there's this huge stroller, there's this huge car seat and it's all in the middle of the room. So I would come home from work and I'm like, man, there's a lot of stuff in here. Like, <laughs> and, you know, it's figuring out how to get all this packed. And it's, it's like, man, she's not even here yet. And like, we've got like so much stuff that we have to carry, but it yeah. was, it was, it was super fun. It was super exciting. Just laying out the plans, uh, you know, looking for the place that we were going to stay. Um, and we just really enjoyed it and it took it day by day. But it was it was just one of those things where it was a super memorable moment for us. And it's something that we'll always cherish and remember because it's, it's this journey that we share. And this it's the story that we'll have to tell Isa and, and other people who ever ask and it's you know it, it's wonderful so did you meet her at the hospital so we actually we got to spend a day with her we took her to lunch we got our we had you know uh, our nails done and they, really they just, got their nails done and really <laughs> and really just spent time getting to know her um, and then we did stay with her in the hospital. She did She did invite us to her safe space. Um, adoption is a very emotional journey, um, especially uh, when you're matched. It doesn't end when you're matched. It actually just begun because um, there's a lot of, and I think all adoptive parents and people who are going through this journey, you need community because you need that encouragement those prayers, people standing by you, um, because it can be scary. Um, The part of ethical adoption is some states, uh, they allow the mother 
some 40, some 24, 48, or 72 hours um, after the birth of the baby to sign away their parental rights. And it's to allow the mother to make the most conscious, intentional decision without any regret. Um, and so as adoptive parents, you know, you're, you're participating in the joys of the birth of the child, but you also know that, hey, in, in 48 hours, she could change her mind. She could totally fall in love with her child and she could say, you know what, I, I, I would like to raise my son or daughter. And so that's the part where we just had to remain strong. Again, it's hold on to our faith, uh, call out to our family and friends for support. And uh, a family tree definitely can provide education and support for that as well. But community is so important mm -hmm. because this is, a, this is a journey and you need people that will come alongside with you. How did it feel bringing her back to Hawaii? Oh, <laughs> it was... It was amazing. I yeah. think that's when it hit us that we're parents. Yeah. Um, because we, you know, we had to stay to make sure that she was healthy. Um, and with COVID too, right? You're flying and this child's only one week, two weeks old. And um, we just wanted to make the most conscious decision possible. So we stayed for a little bit in Texas. We also visited his family. Yeah, so they they got yeah. first dibs on yeah. baby, uh, on baby, and yeah. and we were able to surprise my my dad, my little brother, and then you know the rest of my family. So it was it was it was pretty awesome that because I I'm not home all that often, and it it just made for a wonderful opportunity that it wasn't something that you know they got to see her later on. They got to see her. We just fresh out. She still had the tags on. <laughs> So it, was, it, was, it was super fun. We definitely enjoyed it. Yeah, but it was it was very surreal bringing her home. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when we just realized we were living in this dream that we've hoped for. And it was just very, it was, I, many times in the first couple of weeks, I just cried holding her because it's just something that it's a blessing that we've been waiting and praying for for so long. And how's it been going so far? Is there like, <laughs> is she sleeping through the night yet? Or <laughs> lots of diaper changing? Did you guys take courses in that? I mean, <laughs> um, she's actually a very peaceful baby. She, I know she's not all babies are like this, but currently she's seven weeks and she's sleeping six hours, stretches wow. through. Oh my. <laughs> she's very wow. nice. Yeah, uh, well, you know, she sleeps in. I'm the one who's on night duty. So, <laughs> uh, the one who wakes up, you know, at you know, three, four, five in the morning. Good, good job, work. Dad. Good job. Good job. <laughs> That's awesome. But Helpful. she'll sleep six hour stretches, wake up for her feet, and go back right to sleep. Mm -hmm. So she's just a, like, she's an angel. Yeah. yeah, she's sleeping right now on screen as we talk to mom and dad. I thought that would probably be best. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Matt should be wanting to like, you know, participate, but it's a parenthood. It's unlike any transition we've ever, 
gone through. Um, you know, oh, one thing that we did learn about that a family tree, one of the um, social workers shared with us is called um, post-adoption depression or something like that. So kind of like postpartum depression, but for adoption. And I was like, thank you. Like, I knew I was feeling something, but it's, you know, she was explaining like, you would hope or you would think you would just be off always joyful and but no like you're tired sometimes and when she's crying and you don't know how to console her and it's real it's a real thing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, parenthood has definitely taught us a lot about ourselves yeah. <laughs> I come home and like she's like hey your turn your shift <laughs> hey here you go <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh my gosh. You know what? Congratulations. That is a beautiful story. Very touching and, and very eye-opening and very informative um, because it really, you don't hear about this too often, you know, and I'm, I really thank you guys for sharing, sharing your story with us. And it just so much excitement now for you folks, as you look ahead and yes. um, it kind of takes away from the dauntingness and, and maybe the nervousness that some people or hesitancy that some people listening might be feeling. Um, and uh, do you know the name of the website that they could go to if they have any questions or would like more information? It's, I believe it's a familytree.org. Ah, okay. Hmm? Okay. And, um, but any, anyways, you could go onto Google and just type in a family tree. Mm. and the, all their resources are there um, and that they are a local um, uh, 501c3 mm. and so they have been so helpful we we love our ohana at a family tree yeah they were I, when i put in our information they were prompt they they got back to me i think they emailed and called mm -hmm. uh just i want to say if it wasn't next day it was the day after and just mm -hmm. to inquire uh, as far as where we were at, what questions that we had, um, what we were looking for, and they were just super helpful in helping us to navigate yes. the start of this journey. So we were definitely thankful for them. Gosh, well, as new parents, you guys look great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so great. Still smiling. <laughs> Still awake. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations, Chris yeah. and Manny. Congratulations, congratulations on Issa. She is really beautiful. And, and you're right. She's so calm and she's enjoying her little nap right now. But to everybody else out there, I guess the message is to just not lose faith. And if you do have that love to give, you know, this might be the journey for you. So thank you so much, Chris and Manny, for joining us on the Mothership Podcast. Best wishes to you and your beautiful family. Thank you thank so you. much. Beautiful. Congratulations, you guys. Take care. Thank you, guys. Bye.